0: Hey there and welcome to Soul Church. Our prayer is that this message encourages you wherever you may be in life. You know, we've been hearing so many stories about what God is doing in people's lives and we'd love to hear yours. So take a second and send your story to stories at soulchurch.com. Thanks again for joining us today and we hope that you enjoy the message. God bless. Remembers where they were, where they sat, or the room they were in when they found Christ. Who remembers that? If you're online, in fact, if you're online, I want you to write in the chat. In the chat, I want you to write down where you found Christ. I think it's good. Where, where were you? Okay, where were you, David? Saint Alban's Cathedral in 1973. In Saint Alban's Cathedral, where David found Christ in a seat there. Where were you, Trevor? In a tent in Keswick, in the Lake District there we go where were you? I was at youth camp at youth camp fantastic at youth camp where you found Christ who else? who else wants to tell me where they where were you? Orla? King's Community Church in King Street Norwich third row row. your brother was being baptised and you were finding Jesus and God said you too how about that? what about you? in a lorry in Bristol there you go there's nothing wrong with finding Jesus in a lorry in Bristol what about you Declan Chapterfield Gardens. Gardens he was sitting in Chaperfield Gardens where he found Jesus isn't it amazing to hear the stories of where people encountered Jesus Sue Ginn was sitting at Cow Road and uh, encountered Jesus over 35 years ago. And look look what God has done in and through her life. And I love hearing stories about when people encountered Jesus. Where were you, Ben? Uh, Mount Zion. Mount Zion, where the new church was, in the old site, which burned down. What a redemption story to go there. So fantastic. All right, well, you can take a seat. There we go. You can take your seat. Somebody is gonna find Jesus in their seat in this service today. How about that? I'm excited. At the end of this service, you're going to have a story you're going to live to tell. So that's exciting. And through our Heart for the House giving this year, we're giving so that thousands of people, tens of thousands of people, both locally and globally, have an opportunity to discover Jesus. In fact, we're creating 1,250 opportunities every Sunday for people to come in and discover the redemptive power of Jesus Christ. And for generations to come, thousands of cars are gonna drive up the ring road, down the ring road, past this building, they're gonna see the cross. And they're gonna remember, and we're gonna remember, that what we did through our Heart for the House giving over the past seven years has played a part in them. So you know that cross, I believe the cross as it goes up in a few weeks' time, is literally going to pull people in. It's going to be like a magnetic, we know it's the Spirit of God, it's going to pull people in. People are going to drive in looking for hope and looking for, uh, looking for an encounter with Jesus. And I've just been traveling for the last 10 days and felt God give me a clear word for today. And I'm just gonna speak for a shorter period of time because of the presentation. But I was on, a, I was on a, a, a road between Austin and Dallas and I was driving and felt God speak to me, he said this. He said, John, he said, you're not building a building, you're building an ark. You're building an ark. And it was a clear word. And I really felt that as much as yes, this is facilities and it's a building, we are actually just like Noah, we are building an ark. God spoke to Noah in Genesis chapter six and he said this, the earth is corrupt in God's sight and it's full of violence. Can anyone relate to that? The earth is corrupt and it is full of violence. In fact, I would say we are probably reliving the type of days that Noah lived in. 6,000 years ago, the world was corrupt and violent and God, God saw how corrupt the earth was, corrupted in all their ways. And there are so many comparisons with Noah's generation and our generation. And our world is so broken, our world is in a mess, our world has got so much misery and pain around it. I don't know about you, especially since COVID, can anyone feel like the world has changed? Yeah. Can you sense that the world is a different place? Yeah. And that is because the day of Christ's return is getting closer. There is, there is darkness, deep darkness on the earth. As the enemy rages for our children, for our schools, for their identity, the world is raging against it. But the good news is, as the world gets darker, the light of Jesus Christ will shine brighter and brighter. And I believe that we are just building a building, that we are building an ark. And the ark in the Bible, it signifies four or five things. I'm going to quickly run through them. Number one because this will help you remind us what we are a part of. The ark signifies protection and safety. Genesis chapter 6, verse 13, it says, God spoke to Noah. He says, I'm going to put an end to all this. Verse 14, he says, so I want, to, I want you to make, make you an ark. Make yourself an ark. God instruct, instructed Noah to build himself an ark. When Noah built an ark, He wasn't building just a boat, it was a place of protection and safety. If you built a boat now, maybe you'd build it for leisure, maybe you'd build it for fishing, maybe you'd build it for transport to get you from one place to another. But when God instructed Noah to build an ark, it wasn't for any of the above. God instructed him simply for the safety and the protection of his family and the generations to come. Our new church is an ark of safety for families and generations to come. As this world gets more complex, complicated and messy and miserable, this will be a place families will come and experience the protection the love the acceptance as Sue said there might even be a warm cup of tea something to say you're loved and you're valued a place where people can be heard and cared for I felt the Spirit of God say John you're not building a landmark you're building an ark As much as we might think it's a landmark and we'll be proud of our new church, it's not just a landmark, it's actually an ark. And people will be able to come in, maybe after a a tough time at work, a tough time in their family, and as they come through the door of the ark, they're gonna feel a sense of expectation. They're gonna feel hope. They're gonna feel the light of Jesus. In our new kids outside play area, we've got a Noah's ark. When we instructed the the, the landscape people, I said, I want an ark. Because I want the children to see the safety of the ark. It's not a boat, it's Noah's ark. You're going to see a little bit of Noah's ark around the building. Because we want the children to understand. We want to understand the true meaning of the rainbow. We want the children to understand what the boat represents. It's a place of protection and safety. We want the children to understand the covenant which God made with Noah. It's a place where you can be loved. It's an ark of safety and protection. The second thing is the ark was guided by the Holy Spirit guided by the Holy Spirit. In Genesis chapter six, verse 14, God said to Noah, build a large boat from cypress wood, waterproof it with tar inside and out, then constructed decks and stores throughout its interior. Make the boat 450 feet long, 75 feet wide and 400 feet, 45 feet high. It's interesting as God gave Noah the instructions, the blueprint of how to construct the ark, there was one thing he said not to do don't put a rudder on it. Don't put a sail on it. In modern day terms, don't give it an engine. And you think, well, any boat without a sail, a rudder or an engine is going to find itself in trouble. Any sailor or captain would never set sail without a sail or a rudder. But you see, the ark had something on board which was even greater. The ark had a dove on board. Luke chapter 3 verse 22 says, the Holy Spirit descended on him in bodily form like a dove. It's talking about when the Holy Spirit came on Jesus. And a dove in God's word is the Holy Spirit. The ark's rudder was the Holy Spirit. It didn't have a sail, it didn't have an engine and it didn't have a rudder. Yet the Holy Spirit, the presence of God was on board that boat and was leading it and guiding it and directing it. Let me tell you, this is no ordinary building that we're building. I'm believing the Holy Spirit is on board. We don't know which way the wind and the storms are gonna blow us over these next few months and years. All I know is we've gotta keep the Holy Spirit. We've gotta keep the dove of the Holy Spirit on board the ark and it will lead us and it will guide us through the choppy waters ahead. And I believe the Holy Spirit will give us the courage to speak the truth, to stand for the truth, to show love and show grace and acceptance. But the Holy Spirit is. going to be our guide over these next few months. Not by might, not by power, but by your Spirit. And I want to encourage you to allow the Holy Spirit to speak to you about your giving in four weeks' time. I believe as we allow the Holy Spirit to speak to us, not what we think, our rudder, our sail, but allow His Spirit to speak for you, I believe we're going to move forward. The first thing was the ark. The ark brought protection and safety. The ark was guided by the Holy Spirit. The third thing is the ark cost Noah everything. Genesis chapter 6, 22 says, Noah did everything that God commanded. What Noah built cost him everything. As we build up to our miracle offering on October the 29th, the key is obedience. Obedience. Obedience to do everything that God commanded us and commanded Noah to do. Now, it wasn't the ark that saved Noah and his family. It was his obedience. It was his obedience. I don't know about you, but if I was asked to build a boat of those dimensions without a sail or rudder in a desert, I would have probably ignored God. I would have thought I'd had a a strange dream. And then for a hundred years, nothing happened, but Noah was committed to his obedience to God. And I'm not begging, Chantal and I, we're not begging anyone to give or ask you to be as obedient to God. As we build this ark, the key is obedience to Him. What God's about to do is connected to what I'm prepared to do. What God is about to do through our church is connected to what we're prepared to do. And Heart for the House will outlast our hobbies, our careers, our pension funds. It will last for eternity. Heart for the House is about eternal sacrifice. You know, the reality is, is most of us didn't pay for the chairs we're sitting in today. We didn't pay for the roof over our head that we're sitting in today. But the generations, many of them, many of them have gone on to be with Jesus now. But they made a decision 20, 30, 40, 50 years ago to sacrifice and be obedient. And today, we are living in the blessing. We are living in in the favor of generations that have gone before. We are in the ark that they built 50 years ago. I wanna encourage you, we have an opportunity to, to build the ark for the future generations. And our sacrifice and our obedience is the power to accelerate the kingdom of God over these next few weeks. The kingdom of God only moves at the pace of sacrifice. The kingdom of God. This church, the pace that we've moved at in the last 10 years, we see thousands of people coming for our doors every weekend. Is simply because people like Noah have sacrificed and given and put God first in their giving, which has allowed us to do things like Easter productions and the one that where over 10,000 people have been coming through the doors to hear the gospel allows us to put a gift in the hands of children in the Ukraine, allows us to send our young people to, to, to shift every year, allows us to be a blessing in South Africa and in Israel and in India and in Pakistan, it's allowed us to do so many things simply because of people's obedience. The ark, the ark cost Noah everything. Number four is this, the ark conquered the mountain. Genesis chapter 8 verse 3 says, at the end of the hundred and fifty days the water went down and on the 17th day of the seventh month the ark came to rest on the mountains of Ararat. It landed safely on Ararat the Holy Spirit guided it and I believe the Holy Spirit is going to bring us to safety on March the 2nd 2024 who's excited for our our opening I'm excited but before that date we have a mountain in front of us just like Noah we have approximately 1.5 million to raise in the next few weeks and that is a huge huge mountain and you might, you might think, well, we've done it before, God will do it again. I, I know he'll do it again, I just don't know how he'll do it again. And you know, since we started just under seven years ago this project, we've raised 9.8 million pounds of cash for this building. And we've done that because of the sacrifice and the obedience like Noah of our church. And I've traveled and people have given from all over the world to this project. But we are approximately 1.4 to 1.5 million pounds short. And I know, this is, I know this is a big ask. And this year it's got a little bit harder because we don't have any match funding this year to go into the heart of the house. The, for The first time in three years we have no match funding and people have been so generous in the past they're not, just able, they're not able to do that this year. So we've got to raise this on our own. And I don't know how this is going to happen. But I'm, all I'm doing is I'm asking the church and I hate speaking about money. I'm British. I especially don't like Brits speaking to Brits about money. We don't do well with this. But I'm asking the church one more time in this final push. If we can listen to God, listen to the Holy Spirit, the dove inside of us and say, God, what would you have me do? And heart for the house is not about equal giving. We, we, all have, we all give at different levels. It's about equal sacrifice. If we all sacrifice something, I believe we can get this done. And I believe we can move into the ark on March the 2nd, 2024. And you know, as, as Lewis and I ran 7 in 7, he'll tell you that the last, the last few miles of, 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 of nearly 100 miles that week, was, was 186 miles, whatever it was that week, was the hardest part. The last three miles, it was excruciating everything was screaming stop 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 and the last part of this of this project is definitely the hardest part but this is where we have got to dig deep this is where we've got to trust God this is where we've got to put our faith in him and Chantelle will tell you I still haven't lost one night's sleep on this project and I've had some hairy moments I've had some moments where, God, you need to come through really quickly. But I will not allow this to steal my sleep, to steal my peace. And so I want to encourage you. We have a really big meeting with the builders on Wednesday. I'm asking the church to pray for us. Pray for us. We need your prayer this week. We need your support. We need you to ask God. And I believe this will be a landmark. It will be a ark for generations to come and your sacrifice will not be in vain it's faith that conquers mountains noah's faith and noah's sacrifice is obedience saved his family. The Bible does not say that funds move mountains. It says that faith moves mountains. And so for the next couple of weeks, we're going to be speaking faith into the church next week. I'm going to be speaking faith into your situation. And we're just going on a journey of faith. And uh, we are faith builders, not just fundraisers. Okay, we are faith builders. And so, you know, if no, when Noah was full of faith, then he was able to sacrifice. So we're going to ask God that He'll fill us up with faith and strength. And as we let go, God will come in to our situation. You know, faith does not see 1.5 million. Faith sees the finished project. Faith sees the lives transformed by the power of Jesus. Faith sees the doors open. Faith sees every need supply. Faith sees people sitting in those seats for the first time. Faith sees broken people finding hope in Jesus. Faith sees people coming in to Wellbeing Wednesday and having their dignity and their value restored. Faith sees mountains move. So we're going to stand in just a moment and we're not going to look with a natural eye. We're going to look with a supernatural eye and we're going to speak to the mountain. If we don't speak to the mountain, the mountain will speak to us and we're going to speak by faith in Jesus. The Bible says if you speak to this mountain, it shall be removed and cast in the and whatever you ask in prayer believing you shall receive it so we're going to receive by faith what's rightfully ours in Jesus' name the ark the ark it conquered the mountain number five is this the ark brings salvation Genesis chapter 8 verse 18 says Noah came out of the ark together with his sons and his wife and his wife's sons you know God saved Noah Noah his family and the livestock and all the generations to follow i believe that our new church won't just be a place where you get good coffee won't just be a nursery won't just be a place where people will come and you know just look at look at the architecture and look at what god has done actually it will be a place it will be an ark of salvation heart for the house 24 26 27 28 29, 58, 59, I'm going to believe that there'll be stories like Gary's, there'll be stories like Pippa's, there'll be stories like Stedman, people who God has brought to Norwich from all the four corners of the world, and they will tell their story about where they sat when they found Jesus. I wonder who will be the first person on March the 2nd in our new building to receive Jesus. What a great thought. I wonder who will be the first person to find Jesus. Already one of the builders has come in from the new building. He's come in, he found Jesus and his family. I wonder who the first person will be to lift up their hands in a youth service, in the kids' ministry, in a Wellbeing Wednesday program. I wonder who will be the first person. Could it be your son? Could it be your daughter? Could it be your family member? I believe we'll have stories to tell. I believe we're gonna witness it. I don't know how it's gonna happen. All I know is it will happen. Faith has to be spoken. I'm gonna say that again, because some of you are wondering why your situation changes. Faith has to be spoken. The Bible says, faith comes by hearing and hearing from the word of God. You've got to declare by faith. So you ready? I'm gonna say this to camera one more time. This building will be paid in full in Jesus' name with overflow. You gotta speak it. You've got to speak into the atmosphere. You've got to let your faith build up. Come on, speak it out. Come on, declare it out. Declare it over your family, over your situation, over your finances. Speak salvation over your home. Speak freedom into your addiction. Speak health into your body. Hallelujah. Come on. I've witnessed your faithfulness. this is the Ark of Salvation, I want to give you an opportunity right now to receive the the forgiveness of Jesus. One of the most famous scriptures says for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son that whosoever believes in him would not perish but would have everlasting life. I'm so glad that I didn't have to get right for God to come down and fix me. He stepped down out of heaven he met me in my mess my sin and my failure and he says this he says come as you are don't try and get fixed up don't try and get it all together and then come find me I'll come to you I'll find you however life feels broken and messed up I want to meet you exactly where you're at that's why we're building this ark. is we want people to come in we're not asking people to get it all together we're just saying come as you are and I can guarantee you won't stay as you are when you meet Jesus we don't have to do the fixing, Jesus does that. But it begins by saying, Jesus, I need you. I need you, I open up my heart to you. I accept your love, your forgiveness. And he'll come in and he'll start, he'll get to work pretty much straight away and he forgives you, he gives you a new direction. He gives you a sense of purpose and direction. And he also gives you the guarantee that one day when you leave this earth, you'll spend eternity with him. He loves you, my friend. He's got a plan for your life. People might have left you out. People might have forgotten you. People might have pushed you you by the wayside, but Jesus hasn't. He's a friend of sinners. He's a friend to those who are lost. He's a friend to those who are broken. Maybe you don't even know why you're in church today. This is why you're in church today, because Jesus loves you. He's got a plan. He's got direction, purpose for your life. All you have to do is simply receive it. It's like I have a gift in my hand. The only thing you have to do is literally reach out and receive it. You don't have to earn it because none of us us, uh, can earn it. None of us were good enough, but we can freely receive it. So if you're saying today, John, I want to receive the gift of Jesus and salvation, what I'm going to ask you to do right now is just lift up your hand. Just lift it up nice and high. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you, sir. God bless you. Beautiful. Anyone else right at the back? Good on you. God bless you amazing God bless you God bless you beautiful God bless you it's amazing remember I said right at the start people are gonna find Jesus in this service it's happening now because there's salvation in the ark God saves people in this atmosphere so we're gonna say this prayer out loud we're gonna say it together as a church dear Lord Jesus thank you for dying for me to forgive all my sin and failures so that I can have a brand new start. Please come into my life and help me by the power of the Holy Spirit to trust and to live for you. Amen. Amen. Can we congratulate everyone who said that prayer. If you said that prayer, lifted up your hand or maybe you didn't lift up your hand it's not about your hand it's about what happens right here in your heart our team in just a few moments we're going to be concluding the service i'd love you just on the way out they'll just be holding bibles please grab hold of a bible and we're also running a a free course called follow jesus And in just a moment i'm going to show a quick video but if you if you're kind of on this journey of trying to find faith or you found faith but don't fully understand it you've got questions this is for you and it starts next sunday at 5 p.m and we'd love you to come back next sunday at five and just jump in on this course